welcome back, guys. Baby got sex. If you don't remember what we're called. Uh, this is All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. Willingham. It's a mystery thriller. It's the same author of A Flicker in the Dark, which we own. I have not read it. That's her debut. This is her second book. Well, I gave this one five out of five. I, too, gave it a five out of five. I really want to read A Flicker in the Dark, but read the I can... Read or, I guess, the insert, the hardcover we have. Yeah, I... I have a love-hate relationship with hardcovers because it's easier to, like, keep the book open. Mm-hmm. But, so, I... When I read hardcovers, I take the sleeve off. I have to take the sleeve off. Well, last night was a little bit warmer. It's it's pretty warm in Oregon at the moment. And, um... Oh, at least my copy, I'm sure yours is too, but yours is, is yours all black? Yep. So, reading it, oh, water bottle down. Rebel. No, I whacked my water bottle into Rebel. Oh, oh no. Tragedy. <laughs> um, I got finished reading this at like 11 o'clock last night, and I looked. I had black ink all over my fingertips <gasps> that I could really? not get off. Because I was I was sweating because oh, it's warm got the dye on. and I got the dye on my feet and I was scrubbing it wouldn't come off it finally just seeped into my skin today. Oh good, I thought you were so. gonna say the cover got so hot that it like you couldn't really hold on to it too much. Oh that's worse. Nope oh. ink, I'm I'm I've been inked. Look me do ink. And on that note. <laughs> Okay, I'll read the little insert in the front. One year ago, Isabel Drake's life changed forever. Her toddler son, Mason, was taken out of his crib in the middle of the night while she and her husband were asleep in the next room. With little evidence and few leads for the police to chase, the chase quickly went cold. However, Isabel cannot rest until Mason is returned to her, literally. Except for the occasional catnap or small blackout where she loses track of time, she hasn't slept in a year. Isabel's entire existence now revolves around finding him, but she knows she can't go on this way forever. In hopes of jarring loose a new witness or buried clue, she agrees to be interviewed by a true crime podcaster. But his interest in Isabel's past makes her nervous. His questioning paired with her severe insomnia has brought up uncomfortable memories from her own childhood, making Isabel start to doubt her recollection of the night Mason disappeared, as well as second-guess who she can trust, including herself. But she's determined to figure out the truth no matter where it leads. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was quite the book. Five out of five. You know what the setting and the way the author wrote the setting reminded me of where the crawdads sing. Mm-hmm. Not only because it was a march, but how descriptive it was, the smell, the layout with the water, murky, and like... I know. It was so detailed. You can picture it exactly. It's fantastic. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think that's what made the book so good, is that it was so easy for me to visualize everything. Mm -hmm. It really puts your mind into perspective, and I also like how unreliable the main character was. I do love an unreliable character. Because it really makes me, like, try to, like, see the little things that I would have looked over if I trusted the main character. It can be done in a very frustrating way where you're like, oh, why don't you just, like, figure it out? But this was, like, she really thought she did certain things and it Mm -hmm. just kind of became clear and clear to her that she did. Yeah. And then as soon as that switch happened, I was just like... Oh, fuck. It was yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? So, I'm, like, not, I wouldn't say naive, but I'm really bad at, like, figuring out what the plot twist is going to be or, like, what's going to happen. I try not to think about it. Sometimes books are really easy, like, oh. Some are just obvious. Yeah. This one was not obvious. There was some, the one figure I did have. hmm It wasn't even, like, fully true. It was, like, a quarter- Oh. Part of it was okay. what happened. 
but not even the whole thing. And then there were so many other twists, but there were so many like breadcrumbs throughout the book where it didn't feel like a cop out or like the twist was like, like pulled the rug up from under us. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Like you like think back and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. That. <laughs> that yeah. And so this book goes um from different views like from the main character Isabel when she was a child with her sister Margaret and then when she's older and now going and talking about Mason her son who was kidnapped. And we start the book by I think she's at the true, yes, true crime con. And she's like the headline speaker. Yeah. And it's just her talking about Mason and the case because it's gone cold and there's been no clues, nothing, it's been zero progress and it's been just about a year. It's coming up on the one year anniversary. Mm Mm-hmm. And she talks about it so often that she kind of just has a script in her head. She doesn't like the people who go to those things. Like, Mm -hmm. how are they interested in, like, such gruesome things? Like, this is my life and I have to go through it. But this is, like, their entertainment. And she always requests the attendance list. And she goes through all of their names, goes through their social media, because she heard that you know, uh, offenders will come back and consistently, like, seek out, like, where they're being talked about or the crime is being talked about. Yeah, kind of, like, relive that moment or facts. Yeah. She scrutinizes every little thing. She has one of those murder maps in her dining room with pictures and strings and notes and maps. And she, just she's, got the, she's got the red string... thing going and she doesn't sleep yeah i'm trying to think of there's so many twists and turns in this book like i feel like we couldn't get all of them because some are just yeah so waylon who's the podcaster he asked if she would like to work with him to do an episode first Mm -hmm. she declines but Later on, she decides to reach out to him, and he comes and, like, listens to her story. Yeah. And does a bunch of research, and she finally feels hurt. Yeah, and so um, her, like, like ex-husband, I don't know if they're officially divorced. I think they're just separated. Um, ben does not live in the house with her. Moved and- out. He moved out, like, a little bit after Mason was taken. And so it's just her and Roscoe, her dog. (laughs) And she does not sleep. She has not slept for a year. She takes micro naps. Yeah. Or she just blacks out. out, But she just does not sleep. Actual breath. Which I could never do. So... At night, she usually walks Roscoe. It's like 2 a.m. And mm-hmm. uh, just kind of looks out for things and like looks on forums and different websites and looks at comments and new articles. It's just wild. Yeah, so... I, and the piece kind of really irked me. Because mm-hmm. it really seemed that he just thought it was her who killed her own son and just treated her in the way he talked to her. Yeah. So annoying. But again, yeah. I could see how her behavior was annoying to him. I can see that. Every comment on a webpage, every slight new person that she sees in her neighborhood is suddenly a suspect and she emails him and emails him and calls him and calls him and calls him. Yeah. And also the attack he did. Yeah, so she attacked a... um grocery guy like a bagger at yeah because she realized that he was on the sex offender list and that guy used to give mason stickers come to realize she found out that he um 
was peeing in public like after a drunken night and that's why he's on that list it wasn't because he like actually did anything yeah so i guess he completely attacked her like broke his nose yeah it was wild so people are a little standoffish when she comes to question i'm trying to think should we just like just say it just well yeah well, yeah, because there's way too many. I mean, there's a lot of background story about her growing up and that she used to sleepwalk. And it's fantastic. So I recommend reading this book. It's super short chapters. Which is fantastic. Oh, I gosh, love I just that. reading and reading and reading. I had the day off yesterday and I came home around three. And I was like, okay, I'll read for a couple hours, take a break, come back. I finished the book. I was I just finished. I was like, it was so easy to just like, oh, oh my yeah. I was gonna put it down like 9:30. I was like, well, it's getting kind of late. Like I have to get up early for work, so I have the opening shift. And then I just kept reading, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm only like 50 pages. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, and then 11 o'clock hit. I'm like, mm, but I'm done. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I guess. We can go back to then. So it's her parents. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, we're at spoilers because there's this is gonna take us two hours to get through this entire book oh, if we go like in sequence. Yeah. So I'll start with when she was a kid, and then we can move mm-hmm. to now. So it's her parents, her and Margaret. They live in this huge mansion that's like a historical house that used to be a hospital. I'm assuming, like, I think it was a civil war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It used to be like a. Yes. He's the senator for Washington State, Mm -hmm. and they live in North Carolina. Yeah. I believe. And so he goes and stays there during the weekday, and I think he only comes on the weekends or something like that. Sometimes. And so the senator like that position i believe has been in his family for generations like yeah it, i think it started with his grandfather and his i even think maybe like great or second great grandfather yeah so um very prominent and so it, a lot of times and the mom is very i don't want to say standoffish but she's she's very freeze spirited is the way she describes her mom yes how she saw her she had the top third floor just for her painting and she used to dance and like hum while she did stuff and they used to be white gown well they used to be able to stay in their pjs all day and like as a kid that was oh my gosh that's amazing uh it was isabel who like would wake up and make them breakfast and then mom would come down and be like oh what'd you make and mm-hmm. like, oh, you just really just let us do whatever we wanted which so you when you're reading you figure out that margaret her younger sister is six mm-hmm. and i don't know how old isabel like the i think it was like three or four years old okay that's what I was, I, for some reason, thought she was, like, 11 or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, and so Margaret says that uh, Isabel's been sleepwalking, and one night Isabel just walked into her room, and, like, her eyes were open, but she was, like, not, like, she was sleeping. Yeah. And it really freaked her out. Yeah. And being six, she didn't really understand, so she goes, like, why do you keep doing that? Can you stop? And. She, yeah, she just couldn't. Gr- she couldn't but grasp. She loves her sister, so even though it she scares does. her, she runs to go sleep with her in bed because that's who she goes to when she's scared. Yeah, and so um, one night she wakes up, or in the morning, and she sees there's footprints, like muddy footprints, and the carpet's like soaked. It's wet. Yeah, so. She wakes up. Margaret's not there. The night before, the air conditioner broke, and so they were really warm. And so they're like, "Well, let's just sleep in my bedroom so we can have the window open because it faces the bayou, and so maybe that the marsh can kind of bring some coolness to us." So Margaret and Isabel sleep are sleeping in the same bed. Well, they wake up. Isabel is cannot find Margaret at all. The carpet in her bedroom soaking wet the 
bathroom has a bunch of towels in it. She's not wearing the same nightgown that she was the night before. And she's got mud on the back of her ear. And okay. she's and she's so confused on what had happened. And she goes down and mom's crying. Dad's just looking at her. She's like, what's going on? Where's Margaret? And the dad basically tells her, like, Margaret passed. There was an accident. I want you to tell the police, like, you you don't know anything. Which she doesn't. She doesn't, which, like, confuses her more. She's like, is he trying to protect me? Like, yeah. Kind of in the back of her head. She doesn't, like, fully say it, but, like, did I do something? And so she grows up kind of just assuming because after that her mom was really closed off she never really talked to her stopped painting the dad ended up hiring and just stayed mm-hmm. at home all the time and then he she noticed that her mom was going to like had a therapist come to the home and she just felt like well it's kind of like they almost disowned me like they didn't really want me there yeah, like they blamed her. Changed. Yeah, it felt like maybe Isabel had been the one to kill and drown Margaret. Yeah. And she grows up with that assumption and never goes back to her parents' house. No, and they send her checks every month. And her checks. Um, and they yeah. they didn't really want to be a, a part of Mason's life. They talk about how the mom... Like, they only met Mason once, and the mom didn't want to hold him. She actually, like, left the room. Yeah. And uh, then we find out why. Yeah. Um, Mom killed Margaret. She had had not a miscarriage. She gave birth, I guess, a stillborn. I think it was stillborn to Eloise. Eloise or Ellie. Which mm-hmm. Margaret had then named her little dolly after Ellie. I know. Brutal. That's so heartbreaking, but like she doesn't know. She and doesn't, so, but I was like, oh my gosh. And so she fell into like extreme postpartum depression. I forgot what it said. It was something. Yeah, I don't remember the term. It says it in the book, but I, yeah. It was extreme, and she was having thoughts of killing her children. And she had tried once before and tried to get her husband to help. And he was like, oh, you're fine. It's fine. Like, yeah, husband was a dick. It was an accident. Oh, she yeah. left the oven door open. Yeah, she was going to um, carbon monoxide poisoning, but something caught on fire beforehand and part of the house caught on fire. Probably. But what ended up happening was Isabel finally went over to visit. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was asleep and she can't sleep. She went upstairs to her mom's paintings and saw one she saw as a child and thought it was her by the marsh but she had seen it unfinished and now it's three people and woman with two girls walking out to the marsh is when the mom tells her mm-hmm. that she had brought out margaret and isabel out to the marsh and margaret had drowned before the father can get there and drag them back in that's so sad it's so sad and the mom didn't even think to re- like realize that isabel had thought it was her she was like I-, I just thought all my life it was me and the mom was like oh my goodness i didn't think you would have thought that it's like how i'm like how did you not yeah that one that kind of irked me a little bit i was like how could you said, not know yeah so that was mystery one Mm-hmm. Because uh, Isabel was watching back uh, baby monitor clips um, before she knew it wasn't her who killed her sister, but was watching Mason in his crib. And yes. There was a few nights where she actually saw herself walk in, mm-hmm. stare for hours, and then go away. But creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> but one night she had walked in and then saw herself actually pick up Mason and then she stopped the video. Yeah. So she was really thinking, oh shit, maybe I did something to my son without knowing. I couldn't imagine. Oh. Like cause yeah, she thought she did something to Margaret. So she's like, well I did it yeah. again. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. 
I would have done like, like, oh, I started sleepwalking again, then like what's preventing me from doing whatever I ended up doing before. So then we go to now. And so there's Ben, Waylon, Isabel. I guess and Isabel started at the grit. Yes. The magazine. magazine. Yeah, it's like an edit yeah, magazine. She was an editor. Um she went out the night before at a bar, met a guy okay. named Ben, uh got drunk and kissed the man. Which he didn't yeah. clean away. He did but he didn't kiss back. Well, then she panicked, said she had to go to the bathroom, ran to the bathroom. When she came back, he was gone. So I'm like, mm, okay. So then she walks into work on her first day. She's getting the tour from her friend Casey. And lo and behold, oh, who's the big big wig guy? Ben. Ben. So then she realizes, oh, Ben's married to ben a woman named Allison. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we kind of see, like, been interacting with Allison at a I think it's a Christmas party and she's like oh crap like Allison seems really nice and but like she's really jealous of her like because she wants Ben Mm -hmm. but they don't do anything like they they steal glances at each other and they'll text but it's never anything flirty they never time they do hang out more Yes. Um, he they never kiss. Her. No, but he does yeah. text her while he's laying asleep in bed with his wife. I miss you. Yes. I could talk to you. Yes. Yeah. Emotional cheating. 110%. Still fucking cheating. Oh, do not get me started on that <laughs> kind of thing. I, whew. And I guess fast forward. Ben doesn't show up to work for like a week. Isabel can't get a hold of him. Yeah. Find out Allison died. Yeah, so Allison overdosed on pills and supposedly Ben found her in the bathroom floor with the pill pill bottle in her hand. And it's I guess not deemed a suicide, but it is heavily assumed. Yeah, it's I think deemed an accidental overdose mm. because I guess well according to Ben, she's done it before, but I, I don't know if there's, like, any proof of that. Yeah. And so then, fast forward to the funeral, and <laughs> Isabel and Ben are, well, Isabel goes outside because she's very overwhelmed. She's like, Allison's family, because, of course, they're well, there. I know, she goes, Allison's family's here? And Casey's like, this uh, is her yeah. funeral, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that one, that cracked me I up. I do like Casey. <laughs> so then... Um, she goes outside. She sees that Ben's out there already because he's starting to get overwhelmed. They somehow start making out. I don't know how yeah, it happens. You're a bush. <laughs> yeah. So then a guy comes out and is trying to find him. And she hides in the bushes. Fast forward. They start getting together. That and night even he shows up at her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. And so he kind of slowly put in her head, like, okay, we can't announce anything. Like, we can't go public yet. Do we have to wait? And yeah. slowly over time made it seem like Isabel's idea to leave the grid before they go public. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like boss employee. She becomes a freelance writer. Yes. Often hired by the grid. And so he swindles it in a way that makes it like her idea. He's very good swindler. Very Mm -hmm. good. So then I think it's like four or five years after they've been married. And she's realizing that, you know, things just kind of are the sparks kind of dying. And he's traveling a lot. Yeah. So then she goes, you know what would make it better? Adding a baby. A baby. A baby always works. Even though they didn't want kids. So then no. So then she decides to flush her birth control down mm-hmm. the toilet, not tell him, and of course she gets pregnant. Boom, bam, there's a baby in the oven. Yeah. So they have a kid that he didn't want, and, and 
everything's fine and dandy until Mason's like six months old. And then she's like, you know what? I think maybe I want to start writing again. Yeah. And he's like, well, what what do you mean? She's like, well, I could like travel here and there. Like, you'd be fine with Mason alone. No, he would not. He's like, oh, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And she goes to give him a kiss and he just grabs the baby and he walks away. I'm like, Mason, whatever makes you happy and walks out of the room. Because she was, she had actually gotten an offer. I forgot in what state, but there was a big story. And she was like, oh, I know I could do great work. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll fly you out here and pay you. Just come out here and write the story. And she told him like, oh, and it's great pay. And he's like, we don't need more money. Yeah. And she's, she's like, well, it's more than the money. Like, I want to be something as myself, like something that Mason can be proud of. Like, yeah. I can be more than a mom. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like him. Uh, so then, um, I'm trying to think. I think it just cuts to, she actually does end up traveling more and more. And so yeah. he does have to be home with Mason. <laughs> yeah, but... which he's which he's not liking. So then I guess before we finish that story, because that that's a huge spoiler, we can get into Waylon because Waylon will like Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, Waylon's gonna tie everything together. So Waylon is the guy that does the podcast for the true crime stuff, and he starts interviewing her and then He's like, okay, well, like, I gotta leave because I don't live here. Yeah. And she's like, expensive. I'm mostly yeah. self funded. So she panics and she's like, J- uh, just move into my house. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Like, it's just me and the dog. Like, I have a guest room. Yeah. You can stay here. Um, But then like, she, once he, he actually agrees, comes to stay and she asks, like, oh, like, why do you do this? Because she's like, yeah. it's probably just some money grabber blah blah blah. he actually says his sister had been murdered and it's unsolved and he's been trying to help others find their missing person because his podcast had actually found well not found the missing person but closed the case it helped close a case yeah on a, a missing child and so but he keeps asking her questions like about her childhood and things that of course to someone that someone that is very sleep deprived would be panicking oh yeah misconstrued it like he's asking like well you know oh the baby monitor was dead like why did you let it get dead for so long or why did you wait so long in the morning before going to check on her or like all the evidence is pointing that it's someone in the house like don't you think your dog would be barking at a stranger and she's taking it like holy shit this guy thinks i did it and i'm just helping him give more evidence to blame me so then she starts panicking even more because one time late at night she realizes well before it gets late she realizes um the detective dozer comes over after she she keeps hounding him to check her neighbor because (laughs) at one point she was going for a walk and there's this old man that was sitting on a porch that she had never seen before and she started panicking because she had talked to the old man and he just kind of looked through her and was very confused. Yeah. And so she's like, am I seeing ghosts now? Like, what's yeah. going on? And she realized from that porch view, looking out, you can see into her backyard right at the window of Mason's bedroom. Yes. And so when she goes to ask the guy during the daytime, it's a younger guy and he gets very like verbally abusive to her like get off my porch I, like stop yeah talking to me like, I don't want yeah to talk to you. get out of here yeah so that really raises a red flag of like why won't this guy talk to me who's that other guy and all this stuff so she starts to panic and starts hounding detective dozer well then finally he comes over and she tells him everything well as he's leaving Waylon calls her and says, oh, I just spoke to Detective Dozer and, like, I have some information, which she knows is a lie because Detective Dozer just left her house. And so she's like, well, if he's lying about that, like, what else is he lying about? So that night she pretends to be sick, stays in her room, 
Mm-hmm. And then at night, she goes out and starts looking at his stuff. Well, then she realizes that he was taking photos of her with Ben previously, like when they first met, yeah. when like all this stuff, he found the article on her sister, Margaret, about her death. And she, so then she's like, oh, my God, he thinks it's me. And like she just interview starts, tapes. Yeah. She just starts spiraling. <laughs> Yeah, she is just panicking. And so um, she confronts him, ultimately. And then, well, she doesn't really confront him because she remembers that his voice sounded familiar the way he said a phrase. And Mm -hmm. she realizes that he was there the day of Allison's funeral. That's after she kicks them out. Yeah. And then goes to her parents' house, finds out what happened with Margaret, and then mm-hmm. tries to put more things together, and then meets up with Waylon again at that bar, and she's like, I'm sorry, I just, like, you know, I really thought you thought it was me, and he's like, oh, I did not think it was you. I think it's Ben. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why do you think it's Ben? Like, she's still on his, like, side. Like, yeah. still defending him. And he explains, like, well, like, I know Ben. She's like, well, I was married to Ben for seven years. Like, I know Ben. And he was like, oh, he's my brother-in-law. I know Ben. Yeah, so he uh, he was Allison's brother. That was a great plot twist, I'll tell you what. Stacy, fantastic job. Um, yes, insert clap. <laughs> and uh, so then towards the end of the book is about figuring out how to uh, not frame Ben for murder, but basically. Well, she's try trying to... now. She thinks she's questioning everything she knew about his and Allison's relationship. And like Waylon had pointed out how similar she looks to Allison and then how similar she looks like to Ben's new girlfriend, Valerie. Valerie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh shit, she just looks like I did when I started the grid. Well, and then we found out that Allison was pregnant when she died. Yeah. Which was also a big thing. And mm-hmm. he said, I bet you he she, he killed Allison because he didn't want to be a dad. And he couldn't have killed you because that would have looked way too suspicious with two wives dead. dead. So he had and to take have to be a single father. Correct. So get rid of the baby. I was like, get rid of oh. the baby. it's like, oh, that makes sense. And okay. Valerie was actually the therapist. He wanted yes. him and Isabel to go to couples counseling. She didn't want to go. He went anyways. It was Valerie. Yes. Air quotes. So Isabel feels the need to go talk to Valerie and warn her about Ben. Like, this is like, you're the third. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not looking good for Ben. Yeah. And, like, I think he ended up, I think he did something to Mason. And she's like, he would be really upset if he heard you saying that. Like, I can't, he told me you were crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And Isabel goes to leave and sees like, this collage of photos of him and Valerie on her wall and she's looking really close and she's like what the hell like how long have you guys been together and it had been two years two years because Mason was six months old when they started seeing each other yeah so he had been mine and she had gone to their house when she was traveling and she kind of just stepped into that spot and you find out Valerie's psychotic. Yeah. So Valerie wanted Ben, but didn't want the baby. So Valerie's like, well, I've in my group of counseling, this lady can't have children. So let's eliminate Mason. Right. Just, goes to a better place yeah so she took mason gave it to the woman yeah and and got 
spin off to herself. And she started changing her looks to look like uh, Isabel, which gross. The same way. Oh, it's so weird when that happens. So oh. then it <laughs> ends. Well, so then they get into a huge fight because she realizes what Valerie did wow. and took her son. Uh, Isabel ends up killing Valerie by like knocking her down and she hits a glass table and shatters it. We well, I was gonna say we never find out what happened to Valerie's body. No, we do. I'm pretty sure the police just found her. They, she made it look like it was a burglary gone wrong. Well, and she, she did that, but also she'd always been wearing one of Ben's like class ring or something. It, was it wasn't a class his wedding ring. ring. No, it was but a class when ring. he was moving out, she saw it in one of his boxes and kind of just swiped it. She doesn't really know why, but she always wore it as a necklace mm-hmm. under her clothes. So in that moment, she just whoops, dropped it, rolled under the couch. Well, she wiped off her fingerprints and then whoops, dropped it under the couch. Kudos to her. Sealing piece of evidence, I think. Yeah, so Ben's in prison and <laughs> he's like, I didn't do it. And she's just like... He played it so cool. Like, did you plan it with her? Like, I can't believe you let her, like, come into our home and, like, hold our baby. It was... Oh, my God. It was... Oh, God. Oh, chef's kiss. And uh, so then at the very end, Mason's still alive. He's mm-hmm. about, a, well, he's over a year old. He's almost two. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and the woman was at the true crime con. Yeah. She had actually been to a couple of her talks. Crying. So crying at her story about Mason. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, which is wild to me. So that's yes. that's how it ends. She gets Mason back, and Mason. Uh, they finish the podcast episode implicating Ben and Val. You know, I I honestly thought that her and Waylon were gonna get I together. They're gonna get together. Maybe they do. Maybe I um, definitely thought so. But yeah, you know, five out of five. Loved it. Ugh. Really kept me on my toes. I, think I can have on it. And I also have a Goodreads. Ooh, what do you want to do first? Some Goodreads? We could do Goodreads. So, <laughs> this has a 4.16 stars. It has 64,714 ratings, which, honestly, not as many as I thought it would be. It thought was. I thought it had more. Mm. So I'm sure a lot of people who have the subscription got this book. But Probably. otherwise... I feel like maybe people want to read her first book first. Yeah, probably. Um, Let me see. People were saying it was quite boring. This was so bad. It was a slow burn. Um, So overwritten. Slow burn. this could Are you easily solve it in the first twenty pages. I know this could easily have been half as long as it was. What? Um, they're not like this book was a struggle to read. The writing styles not engaged. DNF. Um, awful, just awful. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yikes! Why would a woman write this many clueless, um, flat? amount of people mm. I really liked her female characters because they all were strong and had a dream had big goals like Allison wanted to be a lawyer Isabel wanted to be a writer and it was a man that <laughs> held them down right people kept saying um there's one that says this book needed a serious copy edit and proofread there are many misspellings and missing words it was embarrassing Maybe they got an art copy. <laughs> Maybe. Kind of thing. And I'm someone to notice that. So I was like, I feel like the meme of Travolta standing alone in the room walking around. Is it me? I absolutely hated this book. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just her. Yeah. People hated it. Loved it. Boring, filled with phony writing, repetitive. I will I say, know. some people don't like descriptive writing because they feel like it's pointless. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want to know the scene. I want to see what's in the office. 
This person did a lot of D's. Disappointed, dismayed, disheartened, and discouraged. Discouraged. I am so disappointed in this story. Maybe. Maybe. Things in her life. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it was like a sixth grader with an assignment to be to be expressive wrote this. If I wrote something half as good as this book in sixth grade. I'd be award-winning author by now. <laughs> I'd be a prodigy. You really would. So, right. yeah, some people didn't like it. Well, that's uh, going to happen. Yeah, a book's not going to be perfect, but this one was really good. But this one was... All right. <laughs> yeah, this one was perfect. First question. Okay. Do you think Ben was in on Valerie's plan? Or how involved do you think he was? Because it's hinted that he doesn't do anything outright, but heavily hints and, like, gaslights. I think he said things, but not on purpose. Meaning, I think when he was with Valerie, probably there were some instances where maybe Mason was fussy or things like that, and he just say oh I didn't even want to be a dad or I just wish some days I could run away or you know things like that where you kind of talk out loud for dreams the baby monitor was dead and that wouldn't have been knowledge that Valerie particularly knew unless he said something true it feels weird to just like bring up yeah unless like purposely trying to you're like, oh, I need to buy da- batteries, the baby. True. Mom. And yeah. it was hinted that, like, Allison, he, like, got in her head and maybe, like, left the pills by the scene. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, because I feel like with Mason, like, it could have easily been where, like, maybe she wanted to, I don't know, hang out outside and the baby was sleeping or something. And I could believe that Valerie did everything on her own. But what gets me is the fact that is Allison. Yeah. Like, you have a weird past. Yeah. But that on its own, just him and Valerie, Valerie is crazy. Yeah. Okay. What was the best twist for you? What was your favorite? The biggest. What you gasp at? The mom really had me. Oh, yeah. I was not like, expecting them. I honestly thought she had killed the sister killed Margaret, not on purpose, but I yeah, I did not it. expect the mom to to do that. Yeah. Mine was when Waylon said he was Allison's brother. Oh, that was a good one too. That what? was a good one too. Yeah. Because Isabel was kind of starting to suspect like he sought me out. He knew I was going to be on that plane. He knew that I would say yes. And, like, that's why he stayed at my house. And that's all kind of true. Mm-hmm. But it was to get, learn more about Ben, not, not Isabel. Yeah. Like, I tell you, there were some good plot twists in this book. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the lady who took Mason went to watch Isabel's talks? I think she felt guilty. Guilty? I think... I think she wanted to see that this woman was crazy or didn't care or even though she was talking about caring, maybe she was hoping that she could see, oh, she's clearly fake crying or things like that. She was trying to make herself feel better for what she had done to to justify her actions. She did the right thing. Exactly. I think that's why she did it. She was hoping that. She probably went to multiple ones because she was hoping that she would catch her in a lie or something yeah. wouldn't add up. I feel like she'd be the one like seeking out the groups of people who thought it was the mom. Like she'd be like, so yeah. do you think it was the mom? And like reveled in all the people who did. Yeah, exactly. But I think she was just doing it to make herself feel better. Yeah. Why do you think the title is all the dangerous things? Some titles are like explicitly said or like yeah. obvious, but all the dangerous things. 
I think because the main character just was on guard with everything because of how sleep deprived she was, everything was dangerous to her. Every little thing she would twist into right. something that wasn't a clue or it was evidence. Some she was always on guard, always preparing for the worst. I I think that could be, I don't know. It's what do you th- fun to think about? What well, do you I think? think? Like when you think about the as a whole, like there's murder, suicide, kidnapping. It's like hitting all of mm-hmm. the mystery thriller kind of storylines, but mm-hmm. it's all in one. Like there's yeah, it's all in one book. All in one book, and she had to deal with all of that and so like all of the dangerous. And That's a good one. Say, I really like the cover. Oh, the cover's beautiful. Like the marsh and the sunset, and you just see a drop. Beautiful blue. <laughs> yes, I was um doing a photo shoot with the book today since it was so nice out. I oh, took it yay. took it down by the water, so mm. I'm gonna have to fiddle around with some things, but. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. I get to be outside again. I know. I get to finally take <laughs> photos of books outside. It's going to be wonderful. How do you think Mason integrates back into his actual mom's house? I feel. Well, I feel like he's young enough. Mm-hmm. I I think so. And then as he gets older, do you? him because now his dad's in prison yeah he probably doesn't he probably well if he's almost two sometimes kids remember like a face like the babysitter they had you think she'd have any recollection of that woman he might have recollection but i feel like she could pull it off as like a family friend or Mom was working so much, so she was helping take care of you. Like, I feel like she could swing it in a way that it wouldn't be weird. Would you but, tell Nathan? Because um, I don't know how he would. Well, I mean, this is going to be a big story if he ever looks up, like, the town's history. Like, I feel like I would tell him, but I would wait until he was, like, older. a lot older. Yeah. Because I feel like Ben would be the type of guy that would bring it up. Well, that's all I got. This was a good one. Yeah, this was very Just, good. I highly recommend it. I really want to read. Do you think this would make a good movie? Or is it too much? Um, How do you fit that all in a movie? Why do I feel like this would be a good Lifetime movie? Ooh, with not the best acting, but the story's good enough that you overlook it yeah yeah i could see it i could see it i could see it i I, or a mini series a mini series would be good kind of like chapters that ended off with Wyatt cliffhanger yeah because they're um like pieces of her by is it karen slaughter karen slaughter yeah that's a series on netflix oh i didn't realize it's not a movie. It's a it's a TV series. Mm-hmm. I think that would work better just because there's so many twists that after like the introduction episode, almost each episode could end with another twist, and you're end the episode like where could it possibly go next? And then boom, it's the mom. Boom, he's the brother-in-law. Boom, Valerie's wild. <laughs> yeah, I think this would be a good like mini series, definitely. But also a lifestyle. Lifestyle movie Do both. first, and then the mini. And then bring it back. Yeah. You can't let the lifestyle have to follow up the mini. No, no, <laughs> that would be tragic. But yeah, no, I highly recommend this book. It was very good. Kept me on my toes. If you like a good thriller, 100%, I recommend it. I'm excited to read her first book. Me too. And I will definitely keep an eye out for whatever she writes next because this is only maybe, her second book. Maybe but. we'll try to read. A flicker in the dark another month or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. And that could be interesting to compare, like, from that writing yeah. to now. She's done so much mm-hmm. tropes in this one. What could flicker in the dark be? 
about. I don't even I don't even know. Well, but I know I know next week you're really excited for what we're gonna be reading. And it's gonna be May. <sighs> the Bromance Book Club is our first pick for May. Mel's I favorite. Love this book. I've read the whole series now. It's a series of five currently. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun. It's about this one is about a man and his wife and you know the flames kind of burning out and he's trying to keep her and let mm-hmm. make sure she stays and he has a friend who invites him to this very secretive group that he has to promise to take seriously yeah and it's called the bromance book club it's a bunch of prominent businessmen and athletes who all come together to read romance books to become better men for their significant other and that is in itself is such like a little heartwarming thing i love it so much you get to go through these different men's relationships see how they learn to love their person i'm excited to read it funny and it's sweet and there's a snippet of the book that they're reading in their romance group and it's just fun I'm really excited to read I'm it. I'm so excited so for you to know the characters. And I can mm-hmm. talk to you about it because I do have a favorite. Okay. Movie. Okay. He does get a book later on. But I don't know if she's planning on writing more. The fifth one is a Christmas special kind of. Um, but there's five. And it gets okay. iffy if you keep going. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'm very excited to read it. You've talked very highly about this. I love it. So I'm excited. I had to go and get it from my car library. (laughs) Yeah, put one back and check one out. Because I I keep a library on the go at all times. Yeah, you never know. You never never know. know. I may not have a, I may not have a blanket in my car in case I break down, but by God. Water, no. No, but by God, I can pass the time with some books. I would probably, even in an emergency situation, probably wouldn't use my books as Kindling. Oh, 100% no. 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 Be like, I will go walk around for sticks for an hour, then you touch my book. I might pop them open and put them on me like a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) I would still be too scared they get dirty. Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was rough so taking the photos of all the dangerous things I was propping the book mm, on yeah. rocks and there was little bugs and I was like I swear if these little bugs get on this book I'm gonna lose it I get nervous and like don't put dirt on it yeah I get that and the pollen. yeah but, but yeah so next week we're back to romance it'll be a nice change and yes. you can check out the rest of our May schedule on our Instagram baby guest desk podcast and we also have links to where else we are like goodreads you can see what we've read what we want to read Mm -hmm. um if you see something on there you want us to read let us know uh and follow us wherever you listen to this podcast yeah and thanks for tuning in i know you guys are all over the place we appreciate every single one of you yeah so yeah thanks for tuning in to a slightly longer one (laughs) yes Thank you, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, bye, guys. Bye, guys.